Welcome into Winner's Take. This is our very first podcast. I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Razor. If you want to follow me at Twitter, it's at Rowdy underscore Razor. I'm joined by professional sports handicapper Dave Essler. If you want to find him on Twitter, it's Dave underscore Essler. Basically, in the Winner's Take podcast, we're going to go through, we're going to look at all the different sporting events. So if it's baseball season like today, we're going to go through baseball games on the slate. Now, we're going to be looking at Tuesday's baseball games, so it'll actually be April 4th. So these are good for April 4th. And then we'll also be releasing another podcast on Thursday, which will be good for that Friday. Now, during football season, we're going to try and give you one one podcast a week on Thursdays, have it drop Thursday afternoon so you have all the weekend games included in it. And basically what we want to do is break down games, give you guys picks, but then also give you some insight on how we came up with those and maybe some information and just uh, reasoning behind it help you better beat the books for all of the more novice betters out there since this is a ever-growing industry, Dave. Um, yeah, it is an ever-growing industry, and it's, you know, it's unfortunately for the novice bettors or the uh, new bettors, if you will, now that, you know, legalized sports betting is, uh, I believe, in almost half the states, uh, there's new people every day, and they uh, they don't win. They don't know how to bet, for one, and they ultimately turn to, you know, somebody to do the work for them, call it a tout, let's just call it a spade a spade. And there's so many out there that are not really concerned with how uh, their people do when they buy their picks. So, you know, they just fall into a deep hole and it's, it's not good. And, you know, if I can ever help anybody sort of overcome some of those pitfalls, you know, that's why I do it. Dave, there's one thing I actually noticed about you just following some of your work and listening to some of your podcasts before even reaching out to you or even knowing you. One thing that I actually noticed was you were all about how you got to the pick and you were all about like letting people know exactly boom, 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 this and not one thing. I The other thing I noticed is you don't ever brag. Like when you were, if you won 10 games in a row, it was the same as if you were 0 and 10. You know what I mean? Where a lot of people are, if they hit a little hot streak in about a week and a half, it's all Oh, yep, big winner here. We got another big winner there. I don't hardly hear that at all from you. Well, I guess that's just, um, you know, having been around a while. I, I mean, it's going to get you anywhere. Today's batters are far more educated than they were even a decade ago. And, you know, most people don't put up with that BS. And and uh, I, I know also when I've had that 10-game winning streak that, you know, this is a numbers game. And there will be this big thing called, and you know what I'm going to say, regression to the mean. Uh, and it will happen. So, uh, you know, why why brag? I mean, the toughest thing for me is to not get discouraged when I am not having a 10-game winning streak. So, yeah, um, uh, thanks for noticing that. See, I, uh, I know exactly what you're saying because about three weeks ago, I started a stretch of 18 and 7. And last week, I went 3 and 9. And that's just how it is. So overall, I mean, you're still sitting here, you know, pretty decent. But then the next thing you know, you have just a losing streak. And if somebody picked it up that week, it's like, this guy's terrible. 
Yeah, I mean, that absolutely happens. I wish it didn't. You know, I, when I get on one of those streaks, basically for the entire fall, I was on a streak. It was really pretty ridiculous. And I knew the other shoe would fall, and it most certainly did in January. But um, I had so many new clients, and fortunately, we maintained it for three months. But, you know, there's people that bought much longer than that that have had to suffer through losing streaks. It's sad that that's the way it is, but, you know, that's the way it is. So without further ado, let's look at April 4th. That is Tuesday, April 4th, baseball betting slate. So I was cruising up and down this today. Now, I just want to put it out there that we're doing this the day ahead to give everyone maximum amount of time to get their picks in and to look at certain lines. So it's a little bit tougher when you're over 24 hours out because you only have basic opening lines you know, there's not a whole lot you can go off of, especially when you don't know whose bullpen is going to throw the night before. So uh, just want to give that heads up that this is over a day before first pitch. So uh, going to be a little bit more challenging here. So if you were looking up and down the slate here, what was one game that really stood out to you? Um, there's a couple of them. I, you know, I think perhaps one of, you know, you know, I mean, we can talk about your Brewers for a minute. I mean, I mean, minus 150 is all you're going to pay for Scherzer against a, a Bucks, a Bucks Brewers team. I was just making a bet on the Bucks to win the NBA championship. Uh, the, the the Brewers hadn't hit a home run yet. So, you know, and I said on the radio show that uh, they'll need to, uh, but they just don't have the lineup to consistently string hits together. Uh, and that's not something you're going to do against Max anyway. Um, I don't like Wade Miley. I mean, he's burned me enough times. Uh, but if he's not on, he's generally up, and the ball is leaving the park. So that would concern me against the Mets lineup right now. So, you know, I would love to do our, our initial podcast and tell you how the the Brewers are going to win everything. But I at only 150, I'd have to take the Mets. Uh, the Mets. And honestly – you know, that's a situation where I could play the run line. You know, a lot of people don't want to lay minus 150, and that's personal choice. You know, the run line, you know, minus one and a half, uh, meaning they have to win by two, um, which kind of screws you at some time because they win by one and you're in trouble. But, you know, that's probably plus money at this point. So I would probably go that way, or I would split the Mets actually with if you, if you bet the money line and the run line, that comes out the same as it is betting uh, minus one. So you don't get screwed as badly, but uh, your risk is exactly the same. So unfortunately, I'm going to open with uh, the match over uh, the Brewers. And again, I'm going to put an asterisk next to as many of these as I can. You know, we don't know what's going to what's going to happen uh, between now and tomorrow, if you will. So, yeah. Uh, Looking at that game, Milwaukee and the Mets, obviously this is a 6.40 first pitch here central time. Mets, depending on where you look for an opening line, it's anywhere from about minus a buck 50 to a minus a buck 60. So I actually looked at this game as well. You know, it's easy to sit here and say, you know, let's just bet on Max Scherzer. He's, he's the horse, former Cy Young, and it is Wade Miley, kind of a journeyman that's he's had his seasons. When I looked at this game, I didn't really have a, an official bet that I would want to place. But when I looked at it, I think I probably would have leaned to the under eight runs. And the reason why, 
it's we know Scherzer's going to be good. And at the same time, when Wade Miley's been on since he arrived, actually with the Milwaukee Brewers in 2018, he's been pretty serviceable. And then we know that we've heard all of the the to-do about the Mets bullpen. Now I know they lost uh, Diaz, but they're still pretty solid. I, I probably would have leaned to the under, especially if we get a good performance out of Wade Miley. You even mentioned how this Milwaukee Brewers team, it's been kind of hit or miss already in three games, and they don't really have any big-time hitters. It's a team that's missing hitting. So I would have leaned to the under eight runs there. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that logic. I was thinking maybe um, first five under would be an option there too. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not up to speed on either bullpen yet um, as much as I probably should be. And you clearly know what the Brewers' bullpens look like. But, um, you know, Miley, um, he's probably not going to go deep. So, you know, if the Brewers have a lot of, a lot of pen issues tonight, that could have an impact on tomorrow. And, you know, Miley getting through the order twice is probably doable. The third time, I'm not so sure. So I would I would look at the first half, depending on the first five innings, depending on what that number is. But I do love your logic. So for your, your official pick on this one, you're going to go with the New York Mets. Uh, yeah, I am. It's official with an asterisk, you know. Um, if there's a If there's a pitching change, all bets are off. Uh, if there's, you know, uh, drama tonight that makes me not like it. But, you know, the way I look at it is you can get 150 right now. I don't think it's going to get any lower, you know. So one thing you can do, and this is true in all baseball games, if 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 uh, you if that gets up to a point where it's like 190 or 200, if the Brewers got to be plus 160, I would go back and take the Brewers and just make sure I win a little money because I'd lose minus 150 and uh, get plus 160. I mean, that's called arbitrage, and that is definitely something you can do if you bet early lines in baseball. And I think that's that's an interesting thing that you brought up, too, because in baseball, there's so many games. You know, even the worst teams win a third of their games. I would just say for, like, the the novice better. I would look to play way more dogs than I would heavy favorites because everybody can say, hey, Max Scherzer is great, or hey, you know, Clayton Kershaw is great and lay the minus 200 plus. But I think you'll you'll find that you don't have to win 50% in baseball if you're hitting the right plus money games and still make a profit. Yeah, I agree with that. And actually the time is now uh, when you're going to find the most value in those because, you know, these are – now you're getting into, you know, we don't really know how good these teams are. And, you know, you have a lot of minus 200 teams that, you know, we'll look back in July and laugh. Uh, or a lot of plus 170 teams that end up 500 at the All-Star break and you could have made a fortune on. Uh, and then the books will adjust so you won't get as much value. So there's like there's like four different quarters in the MLB season. Uh, and, and the one right now is uh, underdogs. So Dave's first official pick for this podcast with an asterisk will be the New York Mets on the money line, roughly minus 150 to 160, depending on where you look for the open for Tuesday's game. Now, Dave, I want to move to another game. This is the one that caught my eye. It's the Blue Jays at the Kansas City Royals. Right now, Blue Jays are currently favored in this game. 
on the money line. They're minus 200. Well, I looked at these two teams. I look up the pitching matchup. Kikuchi is going for the Blue Jays. And for the Royals, you have Chris Bubik. I looked at the two. I knew Kikuchi. Obviously, he was with the Mariners before. He's been in the AL. This is a relatively young, rebuilding Kansas City team. But it feels like they're that way every single year, essentially, since they won back to or went to back to back World Series. But where I'm getting with this is Bubik has been decent at home in his short career. He's only seen Toronto one time, yet Kikuchi has seen Kansas City a ton since 2019 being in the AL, and he's way worse on the road than he is at home. And I'm just looking at this as I think this is going to be a Kansas City first five bet for me, plus 155. And the reason being is Kansas City has a terrible bullpen. We know that Toronto is above average team with good hitters, but Kikuchi has been shelled uh, just on the road in general, and he's not very good. The fact that Kikuchi is a minus 200 pitcher in this game doesn't make sense. I'll turn it into a Kansas City plus 155 in the first five innings uh, so we don't have to deal with bullpens. Yeah, I totally get behind that. That was one that I've looked at hard. I mean, it opened minus 175. Now it's up to minus 200 already. You know, I think people are overreacting uh, to Toronto putting up all those runs in the first series. But uh, let's let's go ahead and not overreact to the fact that the Jays pitching was crushed by the Cardinals. So, you know, uh, you know, Kansas City hasn't been able to score. Uh, but, you know, maybe situationally, this would be the time to take them. And, you know, this might be one of the times I would I would look at. Uh, I don't know. This is just an idea of taking Kansas City plus a run and a half, um, especially if that total is going to be high, it will be fairly cheap to get minus a run and a half. Now, that would obviously be relying on their bullpen, but, you know, we can't have everything. But, yeah, there's no way I'm laying a buck 75 or minus 200 on the road with a team that's played three games and gave up, what, 27 runs or whatever in three games. I don't know, but it was a lot. And, Dave, that's one thing you brought up that I, I think we should probably explain to, to newer betters, especially in baseball. It's You can go up and down and you can pull numbers, but then it's kind of simplistic. It's, it's a simple, simplistic thing to do when you can just say, well, Kikuchi's on the mound and Toronto's minus 200. I know it's a good team, but is is that guy really worth that type? Of, of a favorite here? Yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting that you brought that up because um, last year I kind of got into overthinking some of these games. But uh, this year I've made seven baseball bets and won all seven of them. And I didn't overthink any of them uh, because I don't really have statistics at this point. It was strictly a matter of really? I think that's a, uh, the, the bookmakers threw a dart when they put that number up there. Like and so far, so good. Let's just think about this mathematically. Minus 200 favorite, it says they should win about two-thirds of the time. And Kikuchi clearly doesn't win two-thirds of his starts. Or I, I, could, I don't have the data in front of me, but I know for a fact teams don't win two-thirds of Kikuchi's starts in his entire career. And, yes, we're getting – I think it's a little bit of a discount because Toronto is supposed to be so good because, you know – Kansas City is seen as rebuilding. So that's that's my first pick for this spot. I'm going to go with Kansas City in the first 5 innings at plus 155. Fair enough. I wouldn't I would not I would not bet against that. 
Now, Dave, I want to ask you something just in general, and it, it kind of goes into math and it kind of goes into uh, division rivals here. So if you scroll all the way down, it's the last game of the night, first pitch, 9-10 central time, Colorado Rockies on the road at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Right now, if you're looking at the opening line, the Dodgers are favored, minus 325 favorites. Julio Urias is on the mound for the Dodgers. Clearly, he's been a guy in the Cy Young races the last couple of years. But Irman Marquez is on the mound for the for the Rockies. These are division rivals that know each other. Both of these guys have been in the big leagues for a while now. Both teams have seen them plenty. I feel like minus 325 on the Dodgers is quite the hefty number, especially when I dug into it a little bit more and found out that, hey, Luis, uh, sorry, Julio Arias is actually better on the road. And the one team in the division that has hit him is Colorado. And then on the flip side, Marquez pitches better on the, on the road, which makes sense because he's not in high altitude in Denver. Well, I was waiting for you to, to give me an opening there to say something. Uh, but you covered all the points that there are to cover on that one. I mean, you know, Yes, I, I don't know what the Dodgers' price is now. I mean, they opened it, I think, minus 255 at DraftKings. But you're right. And, you know, um, the Dodgers are a team that could win 110 games. But at minus 300, uh, they'd still probably be negative at the end of the season. They'd cost you money. So you have to pick your spots. And, and I think the total in that game, I don't know what it is. Um, I could look right yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah. See, if if the total is a little higher, um, I would tend to want to take uh, Colorado on the run line there. You might get plus money. Yeah. Uh, right now, you're right on. Colorado plus one and a half is currently plus one hundred. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not do that? I mean, you know, or some things I would do at times. Um, you know, if it's if it's if it's plus money on the run line. You know, I might take that uh, and, you know, for uh, uh, maybe, you know, $200 or $2,000 and pick a number. And then I would perhaps go back and put half that much money on the Dodgers run line. Uh, excuse me, the Dodgers money line. Uh, and then if the Dodgers happen to win a one run game, you win both sides. Now, uh, I don't recommend people doing that a lot, but you have to be careful uh, with it, but it's definitely something you can do and minimize risk. Um, I believe about just under 30% of all, all, all MLB games are one run games. So, you know, that's another thing to consider when you're playing with a run line, uh, with either team. And one of the things I won't ever do is in a, in a situation like this, I would not take the Dodgers and say, oh, the Dodgers are going to kill them. Uh, I'm going to just play Dodgers minus one and a half. Well, I don't do that very often with home teams because they're not getting the ninth at bat. If they're ahead four to three uh, at the uh, at eight and a half innings, game's over. You know, they don't get a chance to get the fifth run. So that mathematically is not always a good thing to do. And that's that's one where I found some found some interesting tidbits on both those pitchers and teams where obviously they play interdivision. It's not one that I probably wager on, but it's one that I find interesting where there might be some value there just with the differences in pitchers with 
the number that's out there for the Dodgers. Because, I mean, minus 300 favorite, that's saying they should win almost 75% of the time. And we know, you know, whether it's the Red Sox versus the Yankees or the Brewers versus the Cubs, to beat a division team 75% of the time, that's practically impossible. Well, I would agree with you there. I mean, let me let's just calculate real quick. Um, what would a uh, what would a uh, one hundred and uh, what would a seventy five percent win percentage be in terms of wins in a season? One sixty one times point seven. That's a that's one hundred and twenty wins. And that's one of the best teams to ever play. Right. So I mean, I think the value's on Colorado, but not necessarily. Uh, a pick that I'm going to maybe make or a wager I'm going to make. So Dave, what's the second game that you like here? Oh, let me look. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at that Baltimore, Texas game. I know it's an AL game. Sorry. Um, but you know, Baltimore minus minus one fifty, uh, and they haven't had a starter do anything yet uh, or a bullpen do anything yet. Uh, or they didn't in Boston. You know, I mean, Wells can go either way. That's Wells against Andrew Heaney. Uh, and last year, Texas had issues with left-handed pitchers. Uh, whether they do now or not, you know, we don't have enough data. But last year, I would not bet on the Rangers against a left-handed pitcher. You know, Heaney's issue has always been giving up home runs. Um, but, that, that, you know, that's not worth minus 150 with the way Baltimore hit in Boston. So I will take the over in that game uh, and be happy to do it. So you're taking the over as your second favorite pick here between the Baltimore Orioles and the Texas Rangers. Currently that total, if you're looking at it, is over eight. Now that game was actually one of the, I would say, my honorable mentions because I looked at that game and I was kind of with you. You know, Texas went out, made some splashes in free agency, but they did struggle last year hitting the baseball. I looked at it. Tyler Wells is pretty good on the road in his three-year career. Now he's young, and it's kind of the same thing you mentioned. Their bullpen hasn't been good yet. Starters haven't been great. It's a bunch of young players on offense. My honorable mention was taking Baltimore plus one twenty-five. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but you know, I don't have enough conviction to make the bet. You know, it's like if I were, yes, if I were going to bet the side, um, but at eight, you know, even if it went to eight and a half, it's fine because, you know, that's kind of a key number for me because if both teams get the four runs, you can't lose the game. And I see both teams getting the four runs here and somehow. So uh, I, I agree with your side theory, but I like the total better. All right. So Dave is going with his second play. Baltimore Orioles, Texas Rangers, over eight here. I'll go with my second pick that I looked at. It's going to be the Atlanta Braves, and they're going to be at St. Louis, first pitch, 645 Central Time. I looked at this game. I looked at the pitching matchup, and the first thing I had to do was, hmm, Steven Matz, the old Mets pitcher, he's a minus 172 favorite in this game. Hmm. This guy hasn't been good since the Mets were good the last time around with Terry Collins when Matt Harvey was the Dark Knight. So I dug into the game a little bit, came up with this. You have Steven Matz on the mound for the Cardinals. You have Dylan Dodd on the mound for Atlanta. So I had to do a little research. Who the hell is Dylan Dodd? He's a top 100 prospect making his big league debut. He's supposedly highly touted, but you have to imagine – 
he's probably about the seventh or eighth starter for this Braves team because they have some injuries already. That's why this kid's getting his opportunity so early. And I looked at how the Braves and the Cardinals hit lefties last year because these are two of the teams that you would say are probably favorites to be quite good in the NL. Both teams didn't make a ton of uh, pickups over the offseason. It's a lot of the same old guys, a lot of the same old rosters. These teams came in hitting lefties first and third in the big leagues last year, and Dylan Dodd making his debut is a lefty, and Steven Matz is a lefty. Both bullpens so-so, but not 100%. I like the over, and depending on where you look, it's eight, eight and a half runs. I'll take the over in the Atlanta Braves-St. Louis Cardinals game. Yeah, you might be right there. I mean, it looks a little square, but, you know, at eight or eight and a half, again, we're still under nine. So four to four is a winner at some point in time. But, you know, I looked at I looked at that. And, yeah, I mean, last year the Braves, they like hammered left-handed pitchers. Um, and I think home runs versus left-handed. Their OPS, I think, was, like, ridiculous, um, considerably better than the Cardinals. And the thing about Dodd is he's making a pretty big jump from from double-A. Um, but obviously St. Louis hasn't seen him. So if I'm betting that game, I'm going to take Atlanta at a really good price, uh, plus money for first five. Um, and, and when you make those kind of bets, you can also, there are, there are run line bets first five. You can take them, you know, plus a half a run. Uh, so if it's two to two or three to three, you win uh, for whatever the, the price might be. And that one, it might be, Minus 130, minus 140, I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, I like the Braves' first five there a fair bit uh, because they haven't seen Dodd, and, you know, he is good, uh, or he has been at what levels he's pitched at. And, you know, the lack of familiarity, you know, he may get through the Cardinals on a time or two uh, before they get to him. So, uh, yeah, I like the Braves' first five there quite a bit. See, I I thought about taking the Braves for the entire game, but the one thing that you said that I agree with that kind of got me off of the Braves' money line is the fact that Dodd has never pitched at this level. Yes, he's been good, but we all know what prospects are. They're all great until they get to the big leagues, and not a ton of them percentage-wise continue to be that good. A lot of them, well, they flame out. So I was thinking – you know, it could be either or, but if we get what most prospects are, it's probably going to be a higher scoring game because I feel like the Braves will hit bats. Well, you may well be right. Um, so, you know, Atlanta is ahead five to four at the end of five, and we will both be happy. All right, Dave. You got one more for us for your third game in this uh, first uh, winner's take pod? Um, yeah, um, the – the, in, in the NL Central, the Pirates are playing the Red Sox. Is Contreras against Pavetta, and Boston is, I think, minus 165. And, you know, Boston scored nine runs in all three games against the Orioles, uh, but they gave up an average of eight runs to the Orioles. Uh, and, you know, Pavetta goes both ways. He's one of those guys that when I have my money on him, he oftentimes reverts to the old Nick Pavetta, uh, and when I don't, uh, I bet against him, and uh, you know he's he's six scoreless innings against me. Um, but um, Pittsburgh, they saw him in the NL when he was with the Phillies. You know Contreras has his ups and downs. Um, the total will be high uh, and inflated because of that. 
but I still think that game is going to go over. Um, obviously, weather being a factor, and one of the sites I use for weather, I'll just give out right now, uh, swishanalytics.com, exactly like it's spelled. Uh, it's spe- it sounds exactly like it's spelled swish, as in the NBA net analytics, as in what we do, .com. Um, that's pretty down and dirty to, to give you uh, wind direction by hour type thing. And obviously that's really important. Um, even in Fenway, like Fenway totals are always a little high because of the green monster, sometimes too high. But in this case, I don't think so. See, this was a game I looked at, Dave, and I'm going to defer to you because I did not have a real opinion on this game because Nick Pavetta is so up or down. And like you said, Contreras can even be up and down too in his short career. So that one, I'm going to defer to you. And you know what? We're going to go with your pick in that game. I did not have an opinion. I'm sorry. That <laughs> means one extra win for me. So, Dave, your official pick for Pittsburgh, Boston is going to be? Over. Over nine and a half runs, which one of the higher totals here. Um, Looking to my last game, I I was cruising around, and I had the two that jumped out to me just boom, boom, right away. I think the second one, I'm going to take another dog. This time, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies on the money line. They're taking on the Yankees here. Phillies yet to get a win this year. It's a lot better roster than an 0-3 Phillies team that could potentially be winless going into this game. And you look at the pitching matchup here. I mean... Matt Strom, it's probably going to be a bullpen game, but we know that the Phillies spent a ton of money to really uh, sure up that bullpen the last year and a half. So that bullpen should be much better than what it was the totality of last year. And the Yankees, the Yankees, yeah, they're going to be decent. They're always solid. But I I don't believe in Domingo Herman. I mean, at home he's gotten torched and it's, short time he's had some injuries and I just feel like because the Phillies have started out so crappy we're probably getting a discounted price and I'm getting plus money here so I'll take the Phillies plus 110. Well you know what I think every podcast needs to we need to have a a bet opposite one another so I'm going to take the Yankees Um, they're only minus 135 I mean this is one of those but normally I would see the Yankees only minus 135. That must mean the Phillies are going to win, and they might. Um, but the Philadelphia bullpen was just horrible uh, in Texas. I mean, I don't know why their their ERA was like 10 and the whip was like two and a half. Um, but so that may make Texas overhyped going forward. Um, but the Yankees are also scoring, uh, and they're only 135. So I, I looked at that, and that's either a trap or a gift. Um, and I've seen these be traps. But this early in the season, I'm going to take it as a gift, and I'll take the Yankees. And that, that'll that conclude our three games from each of us. Now, just to recap, Dave's three picks, he's going to go with the New York Mets on the money line, minus 160. He's going to go with the Baltimore-Texas total over eight. And then he's going to crossfire – or sorry. Then he's going to take the Pittsburgh-Boston total over nine and a half. And my three picks, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Royals in the first five innings, plus 155. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves, St. Louis Cardinals total over eight and a half. And then my third pick, which Dave crossfired on me, I took the Phillies plus 110. He's taking the Yankees here, minus 135. Got a little 
we'll have to track these, Dave, and see how well we do by the end of the season. That's your job. Well, well 100% it's my job, but I think we should do it. <laughs> I only track them when they're good. <laughs> I thought so you we, were to tell so we can So we can come on the next podcast and just tout ourselves off. I was going to say, I gave you credit earlier in this podcast about not being a tout, and now you're telling me you'll keep these when you're yeah, winning. You know, I have a sense of humor, and if you're going to bet on sports, you need one. <laughs> but yes, that will that will wrap up the first podcast of Winner's Take. If you want to find Dave, find him at uh, on Twitter, at Dave underscore Essler. You want to find me on Twitter, it's at Rowdy underscore Razor. We're going to be doing these, like I said, for baseball season. I'm going to try and get it out every Monday and every Thursday afternoon. Football season will be strictly Thursday to get all of your games for the weekends. I want to thank Dave. Uh, Dave, thanks for doing this. I mean, like I said, you're one of the best at at doing this in the country, and uh, you're giving us a few picks every single day when we do these podcasts. So that's uh, a big shout-out. Thanks to you. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I know I love to share sort of game theory with you and – obviously with the listeners at a level that can make them better at this, which is that's as important to me as winning. So one last time, I'm going to give out the picks. Dave's three are going to be the Mets minus 160 on the money line, the Baltimore, Texas total over eight, and then the Pittsburgh, Boston total over nine and a half. My three were Kansas City in the first five plus 155, the Atlanta St. Louis total over eight and a half, and then Philadelphia plus 110, which Dave crossfired me, went against me, and took the Yankees minus 135. Uh, you can find Winner's Take anywhere where podcasts are podcasted uh, iTunes, Google Play, um, right there in your podcast app. It'll be on all of them. I'm going to be cutting this up later today, have it out there for you guys Monday afternoon. Again, these games. They're good for Tuesday night's games. We went through a decent amount of games here. And like we said, Dave, all these have asterisks because we're looking at these over 24 hours before. So there could be pitching changes. There could be lineup shifts. Uh, a team's bullpen might get rocked the day before. But this is just a, a nice rough outline for you if you're going to do some research or look into games that we did a little ahead of time for everybody and thought there might be some value there. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. And I think that the podcast will evolve uh, to what the listeners want. Uh, and so right, like right now we have a clean slate. So, you know, if if any listeners want uh, more or less of anything, then, you know, make it known. Yeah, and I think, I think for our very first pod, we did a pretty good job not only getting to different games, giving out picks, but also kind of breaking down little tidbits or numbers with how we came up with – how we we got to a bet how we got to a wager like the is a kikuchi really worth 200 against any team is a dodger team really a minus 300 favorite good value against a divisional opponent where they're not going to win 75 percent of games so i think we're going to try and do more of those little information you know ins and outs of how you can get maybe a little bit more of an advantage hey i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to growing it into something that people respect the information but again thanks to dave thanks to all the listeners going to get this podcast out we appreciate it this has been the first ever 
Winner's Take podcast. Make sure to go download it and let's win some money.